0: Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I am Dana K. White. I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 386. And I'm calling it looking at decluttering as a way to rediscover and honor your treasures. So this is something for me that it was kind of a powerful shift when I realized that decluttering is not, I mean, it's about getting rid of stuff for sure, but it's not just about getting rid of stuff. Like it's getting rid of stuff with the goal of actually being able to enjoy the things that really, really do matter to me. So decluttering is less about figuring out what doesn't matter and more about identifying what does matter. Okay. So anyway, this is a conversation that we have and that's the overall theme of it. But I enjoyed this conversation that I had with one of my Patreon members. And uh, if you want to know more about being a member of our Patreon group, you can go to Patreon, p a t r e o n. dot com slash a comes clean, and learn more there about how to join our kindred spirits group. Okay, here's my conversation. Hope y'all enjoy. You don't have to have millions of dollars to benefit from the advice of a financial advisor. My husband and I not only have to make decisions about our own financial planning needs, but we also have to field questions from our kids who are now on their own. That's why I was excited to hear about the on-demand financial planning for absolutely everyone from Fearless Finance. Their business is built on making financial advice accessible and affordable. They make things easy to understand and keep the stress out of making investment choices. With Fearless Finance, you meet your planner virtually who will advise you on your financial journey. Are you paying back student loans, saving for your first house? Maybe you just want to make sure your finances are okay. You can ask all your questions and get answers, no judgment. You'll be charged an hourly rate, no long-term commitment, no minimum required. Visit fearlessfinance.com today. You can chat with a planner for free to make sure it's a good fit, and you'll get $50 off your first planning meeting when you use the code CLEAN. Lee, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm excited to get to talk to you today. So tell me a little bit about yourself. What's your unique life situation?
1: Uh, Well, um, I live in a northern, very cold here right now. I have a husband of 16 years and an 11-year-old daughter. We live in a moderate, you know, modest sized house that we moved into about four years ago. And uh, two cats, a dog, and um we my husband and I both work full time jobs, um, you know, daughters in school and I don't know. I guess I don't know where to go from
0: there. Yeah, no, that's that's what I wanna know. I I asked that question because I think it's exciting. To, to see, you know, cause I mean, I, I share my life, but my life is different. I mean, everybody has their own unique situation. And so I'm like, I love getting, I, first of all, I love, I'm nosy and I like to know things, but, <laughs> but I also think it helps other people to be like, oh, okay. This does work for someone who has a full-time job outside the home and blah, blah. This does work for, you know, somebody who does have kids or doesn't have kids or is in this phase of life or is in that phase of life or whatever. And so I just feel like it's important to do that. So thank you for sharing. Yeah. Um, okay. Tell me about some things that are working well for you in your home.
1: I have started with doing the dishes every day that has made a big impact on, on just keeping being up on the clutter in the house and, and making it seem cleaner around here. Um, I have also kind of done the same thing with doing a small like load of laundry, trying to do that every day, unless there absolutely really isn't anything to do, because laundry is one of those things that'll sneak up on me and, and become overwhelming.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: A couple of things are going really well. Overall, um, I've just been really trying to implement, you know, five minute pickups around the house and, and um, throwing away garbage, Um, just remembering to do the little things, you know, as they come up, because like you have said that naturally, I don't see, I don't see the mess or feel the need to do anything about a mess when it's just a tiny mess. Either I don't notice it, or it's a disaster. So I've just been very conscious of that. Type of thinking since I started listening to your podcasts and reading your books and things, so just kind of consciously looking for the trash or the clutter or this goes somewhere else. So all of those things have really helped me inside my house, and I'm just kind of continuing to do those things and and get better at, at it. I discovered you a couple of months ago, so oh yay! <laughs> um, I when I started listening to you, I heard you you said. I realize I've been a slob all my life, and I thought this is of life, you know, I'll get my own place, I'll have a dorm room, I'll get my own place. I'll get married, have a house, that these things were going to change. And um no, from the time I was a little girl and and then in college and with roommates and without roommates and on to married life, i'm forty three years old. and uh, I mean, I've pretty much accepted the way I am, but like talking listening to you and the kindred spirits, I'm able to um see that hey there's like hope for me.
0: <laughs> yeah and it's it's yeah. a balance there because I actually I I firmly believe that to make the progress you do have to accept that it's a legitimate challenge that it really is part of who you are to see things differently not a part of you who you are to have a messy house that's never what we're saying we're not saying there's no hope for you but the hope comes in the realization that, oh, okay. I'm not like the people who this stuff is easy for. I'm not like the people who can't imagine going to bed with, you know, dirty dishes in the sink. Instead, I mean, I don't know if that's you or not, but for me it was. But like, I, I'm not like that. And knowing that is the thing that's gonna help me actually make my house better because I'm gonna stop trying to worry about the way they do things and instead figure out what does work for me. So so that's huge. That's a it's a big deal. So Tell me, um, you had in your notes that, and and you kind of touched on this a little bit, but uh, you hadn't in the notes that I have that take it there now has been impactful in your home.
1: Yeah. Um, being conscious of when things are out of place, um, throughout the day, you know, there's a a sock laying over here or a, you know, baseball cap sitting somewhere Gosh, I know where that goes. I, can, <laughs> I I can take it there. I'm even going in the same direction. I can do that now. Isn't something that would have done before in general, and I'm doing it like naturally and on days when I'm feeling extremely energetic, then I start kind of just doing it compulsively. And I find, and it's something that was just never part of my natural yeah. um, behavior before. And then as far as if I am going through a particular cluttered countertop or something like that, just going through the process of the, of the the trash and then take it there. Now, those two steps can really make a huge impact if you don't even get any further than that, you know, exactly. on that particular moment. So, yeah.
0: so yeah, I think seeing the value of it in that purposeful time of, okay, I'm decluttering, I'm going to follow the process. Oh wow. That made a huge difference. And then that starts to open your eyes to other times when you can take it there now or do it now. So, I love it. Okay, so let's talk about some of your situations that you would like to discuss today.
1: Um well, the first one and the big one is how do I tackle this sentimental hoard that I have in our garage? We're waiting for spring to arrive here, and in our climate you have to you know I don't have a heated garage so I have all this stuff out there it's like my whole life's worth of things that haven't ever made it into at least this house <laughs> um i and and i guess my question stems from like i i know the steps in the process but i'm not sure to, like go through the steps as a whole and like do go through just just go through, get rid of the trash in the whole pile <laughs> inside yeah, of the garage, so, you know, or to take it sections or yeah, that's where I'm getting lost Realized with the overwhelm because I know I want to do this and I have tools to do this now listening to you and, and thankfully today.
0: Yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. It's, you know, it works. And you know, it'll work on this, but it is extra daunting, right? Like, because it is so, it's so much. So you, um, you said that it's either never had a place or it's never had a place in this home. Can you elaborate on that a little bit?
1: Yeah. So, um, through the years, um, from, from like childhood, um, this like boxes that have gotten either moved from like parents' house to college. And then when I moved out of the college, stuff got boxed up and back to the parents' house or whatever. And then ultimately, so with each move, it seems like certain things or things never quite made the move and got a place in the new place, including our our first home of 12 years. I had sort of the garage hoard there. And then I did get through some of it and when we moved, but then it, it all, the rest of it all moved here. And we've been here four years now and I've tried to start the process and it's stuff like little kid, you know, memories kind of stuff like Mm -hmm. little kid jewelry and, but it's mixed in with papers and pictures and heck hairbrushes. So it's like, Yeah. So it's a mix. So you all the way through my
0: right. Yeah, and
1: plus I know there's trash. I mean, what is trash now? You know.
0: Yeah. So you you know there's sentimental stuff out there. You also know there's trash out there. You also. uh, You've lived in this house for four years. Do you like your house the way that it is? The inside of the house, not the garage. Yes. Okay.
1: And Do as I continue you, to work on it, I, I, I like it. It's not getting as cluttered as our first
0: house okay. had been. So, so you're liking it more, the more you get stuff out of the house, correct?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Do you have lots and lots of room available inside your house right now? Uh No. Okay. <laughs> I, I pretty much knew you were gonna say that, but I was trying to get you to say it. Okay. So um so let's talk about function. All right. Let's talk about function and the container concept. So your house is a container. You are working on your visible spaces, the spaces that you're living in. You have seen improvement as stuff has left. You are not in a state right now of the way I'm gonna like my house better is to bring more things in, correct? Correct. Okay. So Let's have that mindset of anything that's going to come into your home is going to have to earn a spot. Like it's going to have to deserve a place in the container that is your home. So all of that stuff that's in the garage that does not have a place and hasn't been living in this living space of yours it has to earn, like it has to have a legitimate reason to come into your house, okay? Which means that you can start working out there knowing that the vast majority of the stuff out there is not gonna come into your home, correct?
1: Yes, I think so. Okay. I think you're right.
0: (laughs) So having that mindset before you go out there is big. Like that's a big deal to just know ahead of time. Most of this stuff is just gonna get donated or thrown away very little of it is going to come in here. Not because I don't love it. Not because I'm not going to value it. Not because it's not going to be highly sentimental, but simply because I don't have the space, right? That's the mindset going in. this is how this is going to be, right? Is there's very little, is going to come in here. Um, and just knowing that ahead of time means that things are going to, it's, it's like, it's the container concept. It's just like, you know, I always say that like, like when I bought the boxes to move into my house that I'm in right now, I don't know if you've seen that video or if you've heard me talk about it, but I bought a set of boxes when I moved, that was like, I am, this is how many boxes are supposed to be used for a house, the size that I'm moving into. So this is going to be my container. This is my limit, right? It was not a matter of me Filling those boxes so full that then I started to see things that didn't need to come into my house. Just the existence of the box, the existence of a limit, knowing that not everything was going to fit, made everything reveal itself as container worthy or not container worthy. Right? So just the existence of your home as a container is going to make every single thing reveal itself as houseworthy or not houseworthy as you pull it out of a box. Does that make sense?
1: I think so. I think that just, just realizing, like you said, that I like my house, like I'm at and probably still above my clutter threshold in my house and I'm working on that. And so literally there is not space in here for, most of what is out there. Um so it really is going to be this is going to be very much a one in one out probably more out even as I decide to bring things into the house.
0: Um which most likely in the past when you have looked through the same stuff because if you've moved it six or seven times, you've looked through it before. You've probably thought about decluttering it before, but you didn't have the tools and the mindset that you have now, correct?
1: Correct.
0: Yeah. So it's going to be different when you go out there because of what you know now, because of the experience of decluttering now, because of you seeing the benefit of embracing the realities of your space. And so just know that even though it's like, I'm going to go through this again, it's not, it's going to be different because of what you know now. So as you go through it, as far as like, do I tackle it as a whole? Do I tackle it box by box, space by space? First thing to do is to remember what is the function that you want for this garage space. So tell me what's the function that you're hoping to achieve. What did you envision when you um, bought this house for that garage?
1: Um, It's more what my husband envisioned for the garage. Okay. That's valid. You, I mean, yeah. He's been very patient. <laughs> um, it's to park the cars, you know, keep the, the snowblower, And then the the outdoor items and that sort of thing, maybe with a small amount of, you know, storage of belongings, but a small amount, like in my mind, I have the idea of the small amount of space where if I have a couple of totes out there, then be in the house for whatever reason, there's room for that, but it's extremely limited.
0: So, Mm -hmm. but that was is great. The outside stuff, (laughs) the cars, and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Just as you go in, think about the cars are going to take up this space. Right now, there are boxes in this space or piles in this space. Those have to leave because open space for cars is the goal, right? That's the function of this. This garage is a container for my cars. <laughs> you know, so so having that mindset is gonna change things. So go, I would recommend that you focus on clearing space for a car. Like so instead of thinking, do I go whole thing trash or boxes individually trash, think I am going to clear this space for a car. So okay. that's like your visible spaces first, right? And so you're like, I whatever, if there's boxes in that space or if there's a pile in that space. Then you tackle the pile or the boxes and an individual box at a time saying, I am, you know, the goal is that this box be out of here completely. Right. Oh. Because I've got to have a place yeah. to park the yeah. car. Right. So it's, it's trash first, easy stuff like, oh, wait, yes, this goes in such and such place in the house, whatever. Duh donations. There's going to be a lot of trash. There's going to be a lot of dead donations getting those things out so that then you're like, okay, these things are not easy anymore. This is stuff that's difficult. And that's where you ask yourself, where in the house would I look for this first, either in here over there in that very limited area for storage or within the house itself. And then I'm going to take it there now. Cause you've seen the value. Cause when you take it there now, that is when you face reality. You know, we're not going to set it in a pile and say, I'm going to take, I'm going to, you know, I would look for this in my kitchen drawer. Okay. I'm gonna set this over here to take it later. No, you're going to take it now, even though it's irritating, because then you actually see, oh, there's no room in my kitchen drawer, or I still need to declutter that kitchen drawer. I'm not going to add more to it. So I'm going to take something out to make the space for this thing that I would look for first there, or I get to that kitchen drawer and I say, "Uh, oh, there's no room. No, I don't need to keep this. It's been in a box for 16 years or whatever. So that, that mindset of just methodically going through, it will build. The more often you take something there now and experience, there's no room for it. Then every single item that you pull out, it's you're more likely to say, eh, not worth the trip. Probably no room or you know what? I actually don't need this. All of that is going to build and build that momentum because ultimately the vast majority of stuff in the garage is going to go in trash or donate. It just is, but you will get there and it will become easier. I'm not going to tell you, we'll just go out there and stick everything either in the trash bag or the donate box. Because for people like me, that telling me that makes me resist you immediately. You know, like, I'm just not going to, I'm like, mm, you're out, you know, you don't understand blah, blah. blah. So go through the process, go through it slowly and let yourself start to realize and accept the reality of what you've got. And you may find out, Oh, I do have space for these sentimental items or whatever. But even when you run across sentimental stuff, you're still going to ask yourself the same questions. You know, this child jewelry. Okay. This, this, this ring from my childhood. If I needed this, where would I look for it first? Okay. You still ask yourself the same question about this item. And, you know, I would look for it in the top drawer of my bathroom, because if that's where you would look for it, then that's where you would look for it. And you're going to take it there now. And then you're going to go, oh, wait, I don't have room for this childhood ring and the rings that I actually do wear now. So the childhood ring is going to have to go. So it's it's all that working through the process, slowly embracing the reality of your actual life and your actual situation. so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers
0: for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. For those who've been listening for a while, you may have heard me talk about how time is a container. It's a finite thing. And if I try to squeeze too much into the time that I have available, I get stressed and anxious. Therapy can be a place to talk through realistic priorities and goals, helping you deal with stress and anxiety when your days feel overwhelming. It's been great for me to talk through setting boundaries and improving coping skills with a therapist. BetterHelp is entirely online. That makes scheduling convenient and flexible. To get started, you just have to fill out a brief questionnaire that will match you with a licensed therapist. If needed, you can even switch therapists at any time for no additional chart. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com clean today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com clean. I am so excited to be working outdoors in my garden again. Fresh air and sunshine really do affect my mood. I'd rather spend more time outside and less time inside making dinner. That's why I love using PrepDish. It helps me get our meals planned and prepped for the week. I receive a weekly meal plan in my inbox every Friday that fits my family's eating style. There are four to choose from. Each comes complete with recipes, a grocery list, and a detailed plan that walks me through a short prep session and sets me up for success for the coming week. Prep Dishes' step by step meal prep plan only takes about an hour of prep each week, which I can work into my routine pretty easily. I can then get healthy homemade meals onto the table incredibly quickly throughout the week because the prep work is already done. If you're ready to free up some brain space, I've got great news for you. I got you two weeks free so you can try out the prep dish meal plans for yourself and see if they're a good fit for your family. Just go to prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for a two week free trial. Again, that's prepdish.com/slash/a slob comes clean for your first two weeks free. You won't regret it. Does that is that helpful at all?
1: It does. I think that one of the all of that is very helpful. Um, I was just thinking as as we as I think of going through the process that and and comes into um, my mind is that. I, just being being realistic and, and living within the reality that I live in now, because a lot of what I'm going to encounter is stuff that when I was a teenager or a young adult, I thought, boy, it would be fun to have this in my house someday, whether mm-hmm. it be a set of canisters or a set of bowls. Me at 22, when I happen to see that and and purchase it or say, oh, yeah, Auntie so-and-so, I'll my reality now is so much different than I would have thought, um, you know, cause I'm, I'm not a Susie homemaker. I don't change out my dishes with the season.
0: Yes. That, oh, that I totally understand I that. Yeah. Gonna...
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's that it, it's that living with in reality of your life now is, is, a and that's part of why I wanted to talk through the process yeah. too with you is, is that, is that that's where I'll get stuck. It's just accepting that. But, I think that just talking it all through with you and and saying we're going to go with a section the size of the car and starting with that, and really doing the work slowly and methodically coming into the house. and, you know, there's no space for this. And in reality, I'm not I don't need that yeah. <laughs> I don't well, love I,
0: this, yeah, but it's mm-hmm. it's going to reveal itself to you. As you work through the process so that you don't have to go out there and go and, and, and have an argument with yourself about the canisters. You don't, you don't have to go out there and say, why did I think I would be like this? It's like, no, if you would look for those canisters in your kitchen, then take them to your kitchen right now. And then as you take them to your kitchen right now, it makes you realize I love these canisters. I am absolutely willing to get rid of the ones that I found at Costco three years ago in order to actually use these ones. And then you go through that process. And as you're going through that process, you either go, oh, this is great. Or you realize, oh, wait, these ones that have sat in the garage in the cold for 16 summers. I don't know. I don't want to, I don't know how old you are. And I don't want to be like, oh, yeah, no, you <laughs> but, I'm 43, so we got okay, okay, okay. years of. I was like, happening. Here. If you're 27, you might be super offended that I put 16 plus 22 or what? Anyway, but but as you do that, you may realize, oh, they sat in the garage for 16 years and they're cracked. And then all of a sudden, it's easy to get rid of them because they're trash. But until you go through the process, it's all these hypotheticals and stuff is just staying in the house. But the beauty of it is, every time you do that you will now know, and you may find out that you had six sets of canisters. I don't know. I'm just talking about what it would be like in my own situation. You know, like (laughs) I grabbed all these sets of canisters and because I never actually used them. I didn't have an understanding of how many I had. And so I just was like, canisters, canisters, canisters. I'm going to be a canister person someday. And so after you do it the first time, then all those other canister sets that you run across are going to be super easy because you're either, you're going to know exactly what you have, and you're going to know how much it takes and requires of you to actually deal with this. And so you're going to be able to just stick those things in the donate box and it's going to go so much faster. So it's like everything that you do, even though it's irritating, even though it's frustrating, even though it takes time and you end up making mistakes and all this, it is valuable because it will inform the future things that you're getting to. So So, yeah, I think just a methodical thing with that goal of open, empty space, you can't have something in a place where a car needs to park. Like it's just fact, right? And so it's like, this is my goal is for this to be empty, actually empty, which means everything has to have a decision made about it, but it will, it will snowball. It will gain some momentum and be easier and easier.
1: And it kind of just came on a little light bulb for me that, Hey, you know, it sounds silly, but I may find something out there I forgot I had that I really do just want to swap out for some silly thing I have right now that I like. Yeah, but I got it Costco or whatever. Yes. So it's kind of like go into it with a with that mindset of most of this stuff is going to get donated or tossed, but hey, I might actually find myself some things that I want to swap out because I don't need what's in my house and this is better. I I guess I didn't even think of it that. Stuff that I have to get
0: rid of, <laughs> right?
1: Or I'm deciding to get rid of. So,
0: yeah, yeah. So, well, yeah. and I think that we forget that that is a big. That's one of the most exciting things about decluttering. Is it's you're bringing, I call it bringing beauty out of hiding. You know, it's like there were things that I was so excited to come across, but because it's been in a box or a pile. I forgot all about it. And it's like, this really legitimately was an amazing find, but it's not serving a purpose or the purpose that I thought it was going to serve when I bought it, as long as it's in the box or the pile. So it's like decluttering it means giving it an actual space, a real place, a purpose in my home. And then it's like, huh that's so exciting that I'm actually using these things that I found at a cool antique store on my honeymoon or whatever. Yeah. So it's exciting. Oh, I'm glad that you can have that perspective, which maybe it'll encourage you to get out there. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's great. Okay. So what's the next situation you want to talk about?
1: So how can I help my 11 year old daughter with her decluttering and she's really in that transition stage between little girl and just getting into I guess bigger girl preteen kind of age and whether it's by like you know nature or nurture she is she holds on to things and takes after me with that you know wanting to hold on to things you know keep things and going to gift shops to get things to remember th- I mean very it's a very similar thing to what I am and I don't want her to end up being 43 years old a car and a half's worth of stuff in her garage yeah. so how do I start the process with what we have now and help maintain that momentum
0: yeah I think that I, I mean honestly I think reframing it in the same way that you're reframing it for yourself, because it's so many sentimental things in your garage. And you're like, as we're having this conversation, I can see you start to rethink, oh, those are special things, or there are special things out there. But for them to really, truly be special and honored, they need a real place in my home. And so I think you being very open and honest about rethinking that, about the beauty of, I mean, my kids, when we could park in the garage, they were as excited as we were. I mean, like we, as a whole family, were like, "This is so cool!" You know, like who thought we were ever going to be able to do this again? Or remember back when we could do that, and now we could do this again? You know, like bringing her in on that process, being very open and honest about how excited you are, about how there, a lot of these things that you thought were sentimental, it turns out they weren't. You know, so like. She's going to watch you doing that. Um, But I think it's the same thing with her, just reframing it as, okay, we're going to give things a special place of honor. You know, like, I love this about you because it is, I mean, we are lovely people. Those of us who see the value in sentimental stuff, right? (laughs) So (laughs) you're honoring this thing about yourself. You're going to honor this thing about her and say, you know, I love that you think things are great. So let's give things a place of honor, but that place of honor for it to actually be honored is a limited space, right? So it's letting the container be the decider so that she doesn't have that pressure on her. Instead, put that pressure on the container. Okay. This is the space that we have for you to put your extra super sentimental things. Let's put your favorite ones in first so that we're able to honor and, and give space to these things that you love so much. That'll mean we can't keep everything. You can keep anything you want, but you can't keep everything and it have this place of honor. So, so, you know, just working through that and really embracing the container concept. And maybe it means either, you know, ideally it's designating instead of bringing in a container saying, okay, the top of your dresser, let's really make it, you know, the, the place for you to play with makeup or play with hair stuff or whatever. And so that has to be its number one function But then here on the edges or wherever, that's where you're going to put your, you know, some of your memories, your special things, or this bookshelf here, let's make it the place where you display your memories that from things. Okay. Well, maybe that means that it's time to get rid of some other random things in order to really give place of honor to this, you know? So it's really just helping her designate and say, this is where we're going to honor, these these highly sentimental items or we're going to honor and embrace the phase of life that you're in now you know like this is what you're into now so that means that some of this stuff from the past is going to you know there's just not room for it anymore because there's stuff that you're different stuff that you're into now and that's okay that's part of growing up which also brings her to the point of realizing i don't have to hold on to everything from every past phase of life you know, which is then bringing her to the point where she'll have a different perspective when she's 43.
1: Yeah, I think I think just giving the permission, almost give to her to just get rid of whatever hate. Yeah, you really like that. But you we can get rid of that. Because I know that even my own mother, and I'd say, you know, I'm going through stuff. And I've, I've actually sent her pictures of just things and being like, would you care if I get rid of this? Whatever. And in my head, I've got this whole story (laughs) that I need to keep this, this particular knickknack, you know, um, because it has family history that I made up in my head, kind of like, it's okay if it's sentimental to, to myself, or if it is sentimental to my daughter, but to not attach a story that isn't true, you know, to particular items. And that's, you know, like I said, it took me 40 years to figure that out. And I want to instill that my daughter, that, that these are her choices, just really like this, or we have pictures in this outfit. If, if you, you know, if it's not really special to you, then you don't have to keep it. Um, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> that dug deep. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. And And so much of that is made easier by embracing the reality of the space, you know, like blame the container, teach her that, you know, like this crazy lady I talked to on the internet, you know, she (laughs) says, blame the container. Let's blame the space. Of course, we love this thing. Of course, we would keep it if we had unlimited space, but we don't, this is the space that we have. So this is what we're going to keep. Oh, you want to store it in a box? Okay, well, then what space do we have to devote to that box that doesn't take up the room that you need to be able to live your right now life? You know, we're going to embrace the right now life. So it's it's a process of her watching you. It's a process of you helping her navigate through this, helping her identify, you know, what's important to her now. All of that is not, it's not a one sentence conversation and then she gets it from now and forevermore but it is a process just like it is for you did i solve all of that like is everything fixed
1: uh, yeah oh yeah i think i think so i it i really like you know i just like the the phrase living your right now life i mean it it and like with my daughter like with myself reframing this to be like we're going to put our favorite things out we're going to honor them and um and we don't need to have room in the container for it so I think that that'll help me move me forward with my stuff and then you know also when I have momentum with my own stuff you know I can bring my daughter into her stuff and and it it, it can be kind of contagious I think so
0: <laughs> yeah so yeah I yeah. definitely it, that um, that tends to be how it goes but yeah go ahead yeah so the third thing
1: um I have an entryway that is like, it enters enters into our kitchen. It's our back door, it's the main one that we use just because of how the house is set up and everything. But it's really like a multi-use space. I have, you know, like a a hall tree with like coat hangers in there. It has three seasons worth of of outdoor clothing um, at a time because of the nature of where we live. And then, Additionally, so it's, it's, you walk in the door, but you're walking almost right into the kitchen. There's a little side, like a side table, a small small kitchen table that I have like a few appliances on for cooking and also is like my husband's dropping spot. (laughs) So whenever I want to do cooking with certain things and use this as a space for cooking, there is, there's the rest of the kitchen as well, but not a very... Whenever I decide I'm going to use these appliances or whatever, you know, then I have to go in and like do a declutter and then a kind of a complete wipe down. And then additionally, it's just by the nature of it being kind of that entryway, it is a it's kind of a constant clutter trap. And then Mm -hmm. being part of the kitchen as well, I'm just trying to figure out it's 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 as much of a declutter. Stay on top of the decluttering myself and get my family involved, but also just trying to utilize the space better.
0: So here's my general rule for spaces that drive you crazy again and again and again. Okay. If a space irritates you consistently, then solve that problem today. Cause you said it's kind of like, okay, here we go. Here we go again, solve it today and then solve it again tomorrow. Before it turns into a problem again. So do this. So like, say, I'm going to focus on this for seven days, kind of like I did with the dishes and with the, all those different, you know, that's basically how I would tackle anything is like this space irritates me again and again, I'm going to get it to where I like it today. I'm going to do that again tomorrow before it turned into a problem again. I'm going to do it again the next day. I'm going to do it again the next day. And then through doing that, you end up finding, okay, this is what works for our family and our situation after seven days, like solving the problem every day for seven days before it turns into one. And then it kind of is like, okay, this is how it can be a consistent thing. But along with that, the decluttering might need to be in the actual kitchen itself too. Cause you said you have a smaller kitchen. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it's like, I'm going to also in the midst of working on that every day for seven days, I'm going to really try to declutter in my kitchen because ideally you need to embrace. Well, I probably shouldn't use the word ideally. Cause that's always a word that backfires for me. Right. But <laughs> ultimately <laughs> you need to embrace the realities of the kitchen that you have, because it sounds like maybe some kitchen things are spilling into other areas. And that's part of what's causing the problem is that that other area is turning into like a multi-use, multi-function area. And for people like me, that never goes well, right? Like, so as long as I'm saying, well, this is kind of a, uh, med room I slash. That... Go ahead.
1: Sorry, you've broken up. So I wasn't, I, quite Sorry. Um, I caught most of it, but then I wasn't sure if you were still talking or not. Oh. <laughs> um, but I think a lot of, I mean, the little bells go off when I'm listening to podcasts too, but of course it's even better when you're talking directly to me. Um, so like accepting the reality of what we do with the space and accepting the reality of what I do in my kitchen and then, you know, decluttering and, and making it that kind of space. I've thought about that, like, like I should probably just go all in with that section of the room, just being a mud room kind mud room kind of thing, because I don't utilize it as kitchen space, and in my reality, I don't even use those appliances that often. So that's probably a good option. <laughs> I like what you're saying. Um, yeah. Again, it seems it seems simple enough, but it's like you kind of had to go off in my mind. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, anytime that there is a, this room slash that room slash this room, it's like a recipe for disaster for people like me, right? Like, so mm-hmm. instead to say, I wish I had room for all these kitchen appliances. The reality is this is my med room and I'm not going to put kitchen appliances in my med room. Yeah. Because when I, because when I, when I let myself put kitchen appliances in the bedroom, there's no limit for kitchen appliances. And that's a big part of my problem. Right. And so I'm going to declutter my kitchen, get rid of a bunch of stuff, which means I may have room for a few of those appliances, but probably not all of them when I go ahead and get rid of stuff in the kitchen. But I'm going to let my kitchen be the limit for kitchen stuff. Mm -hmm. The size of my kitchen determines wow. how much kitchen stuff I'm going to have. When I look at my kitchen as a limit, I realize although I wish I could have an air fryer and a rice, a rice cooker and an instant pot and a crock pot, my kitchen is small. So I need to embrace the fact that my instant pot is actually also a slow cooker and a rice cooker. And so while I wish I could have all three, I don't have the room. Mm-hmm. I don't have the mm-hmm. space in my house. So I need to just have the instant pot because it can do all three of those things, which allows me to get rid of, you know, these other things. So it it's that I'm going to put my favorite things in first, but I'm going to embrace the reality of the size of my kitchen and let that determine how much of these things I can keep. But as long as I'm like, well, I also keep kitchen stuff in the mudroom space then the limit's not there. And then I just keep it all. And that sounds how it really goes. gross when you say it. <laughs> and yet I'm going to tell you, I bet you 50% of the people listening right now. Oh, totally get it. Like would do the same thing in their house, you know, or are doing the same thing in their house. So, so yeah, don't, yeah, don't worry about it. But, um, but yeah, I, I think it's that embracing it, which isn't that what we've said so many times today is just embracing the reality of your actual space in your actual house, in your actual phase of life. I want to keep all this stuff. I don't have the space. I can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: very much. So, yeah,
0: definitely. That's yeah. that helps a lot. Okay, <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> okay. So um, now that I've solved all your problems, uh, is there anything else <laughs> you wanted to talk about?
1: Um, I don't think so. I, I'm just uh, happy that I got to talk with you and, um, and to say thank you for for um you know doing the work that you do because thank you really like I you were speaking to my soul when I first listened to your podcast you explained how you'd been a slob all of your life and through all stages and then figured out how how to help yourself and and what you're doing is helping me and I you know it's it's uh it's just very refreshing to hear that um you know it's it's a different mindset and.
0: We are just who we are. <laughs> so, and there's hope for us. And there's hope. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So, what? Tell me what you love about being a kindred spirit.
1: Um, I I love being a kindred, kindred spirit for reasons. It's just I can share my pictures of my before and my after and my stories of you know my kids This is in my mudroom, and no one's going to judge me because, like you said, there's there's several of us out there who. Who are going through like exactly the same thing. And so getting to see problems and their progress and just kind of um, commiserate with people, um, you know, oh, look, you know, here's here's what's going on in my house. It's just it's really nice and it's refreshing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I love yeah. it. It's such a fun, sweet group of people. So, yes. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being willing to come on today. And I think that the situations that you're going through, I think other people have very similar situations in their home. And so it's going to be really helpful that you were willing to talk through it. So thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much.
0: All right. I hope that went okay. I know our internet connection was a little bit wonky sometimes, but um, hopefully it's all going to work out and be okay. But I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you got something out of it and you can kind of look at your own home in that way, like in some of the ways that we talked about. So uh, just remember if you would like to know more about becoming a patron of show, the show, that's who gets to apply to do these sessions. You can go to patreon.com slash a slob clean. All right. I will talk to y'all next week. Bye.